1: See you, Pittsburgh. Can't wait for Patrick. Enzo, so Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants. Jets and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. And welcome back to NFL Friday, another edition of WFUV Sports' NFL Podcast. I'm Bridge Gotham here alongside Owen Kelty and Lauren Mondaruli here late on a Friday afternoon. At the Rose Hill campus of Fordham University and guys we're here to preview week six actually talk about last night's game but preview week six of the NFL season and what I love about this time of the year you kind of have a sense of who's good who's not who's a pretender right and I think for all of us we now know what the New York football Giants really are
2: yeah I mean this season so far has been a disaster to say the least whole thing we come in we're looking forward to a great year for the Giants coming off a playoff win last year Ever since that blocked field goal on the first drive of the season, it's just been downhill from there. Injuries are piling up. Uh, the only thing I really to look forward to now, you're starting, it sucks, but it seems like it's every year now, is looking forward to the draft oh, yeah. in early October. <laughs> so, not a good start for the Giants, and who knows how it's going to go the rest of the year.
0: It has been so sad looking at my computer screen every week watching the Giants game. Like, there's never a highlight, it's always a low light. And I can't even imagine being a Jets fan right now. Losing Aaron Rodgers in the first quarter of the game, that was so awful for them. And then nothing has been working for them either. It's just a disaster in New York.
1: It's unimaginable, but yet totally expected because New York sports fans and New York football fans have come to expect the worst, even when you're going into a season with the Giants coming off a playoff win and the Jets coming off a okay season, being a quarterback away and acquiring Aaron Rodgers. And you knew... Somehow things are going to unravel, and that's exactly what's happened. So I think we can start with the New York Giants here. We'll talk about the Jets, and then we're going to preview all the games. Uh, but before we even get into the Giants, I do want to briefly touch on last night's game. The Kansas City Chiefs hosted the Denver Broncos on Thursday Night Football. And, you know, Thursday Night Football, a lot of these matchups are pretty lopsided, not, not too exciting. And I think this game especially, we all kind of knew what the outcome was going to be. It ended up being a bit of a weird score, 19-8. to which was not a scorigami. It happened once before in 1927. So Ooh. hard to believe. Um, the Chiefs dominated the entire game. It was 16, nothing into the fourth quarter. The Broncos got a late touchdown, added a two- point conversion to make it 16 to eight. And the chiefs added a late field goal, giving the final score 19 to eight. You know, aside from Taylor Swift, you know, what were your main takeaways from last night's broadcast in the game?
2: I mean, the whole game, it felt like the Chiefs were dominating, not on the scoreboard, but just watching the game. The Broncos' offense is horrible. Russ had 95 passing yards, 115 rushing yards. This team is one of the most, not, I would say, one of the most shocking and disappointing teams in the league. Last year, one of the most disappointing teams after you get Russ. But going into this year, a new coach and a young, healthy roster, you were hoping that maybe they would turn it around, but now it seems like, they're one of the biggest uh, contenders for Caleb Williams, just like the Giants are. So watching every one. game as a Giants <laughs> fan, you're like rooting for the Broncos, but they're not making it easy. And, you know, last night's game, just the Chiefs dominated, but I don't think they looked as good as they should have been. I don't know if it's you're playing down to the opponent. You knew you were playing the Broncos, but 1-5 in, in the red zone, which is not what you expect from a Chiefs team that has Travis Kelsey. And when they got into the red zone, they really weren't relying on him. It seemed like they were trying to – go and get uh their receivers who are very young receivers involved in this offense and they haven't been they've been struggling to start of the year and they're going to need them if they want to beat teams like the bills and they go to the super win the Super Bowl again they're going to need these young receivers to be better so it seemed like they knew they were kind of going to win this game and they were trying to work other guys into their offense
0: I was expecting a lot more from the Chiefs honestly especially since going into last night they had 15 straight wins against the Broncos it is now 16. You know, Travis Kelsey caught nine passes for 124 yards, and Mahomes was 7-for-7 for for 109 yards in the first half. The score should have been, like, a lot more than 19 for them. But as for the Broncos, just what a mess. Russell Wilson just looks so unsettled on the field. A couple of his passes were tipped. He threw two interceptions, and that just, like, threw off the entire team, it felt like. And then he was sacked three times by the end of the third quarter. Two of those being on the third down, you need your third downs to be powerful, and it was just the complete opposite of that.
1: I never thought I'd see Russell Wilson look the way he did, and a take that I'm seeing all over the place is that he's he's playing himself out of Hall of Fame contention. I mean, watching him this year, it's hard to see him as a Hall of Famer. But remember what he did in about ten years for Seattle, right? He went back to back Super Bowls, one one of them, of course, against the Broncos. Funny enough, and um, and obviously lost the heartbreaker to the Patriots with the interception on the goal line, but you know could very easily be two and zero in the Super Bowl and was a very consistent good quality starting quarterback for a whole decade in Seattle and sort of brought that franchise up and you know seeing Seattle come to play the Giants this year you know that fan base is still as strong as it is because of the years that Russell Wilson was there so it's for me i mean it's just so weird to see Russell Wilson struggling you know we obviously know about his big contract and how the Broncos are screwed there's not much they can really do right no one no one's going to take that contract uh, through a trade so they kind of just have to make it work and You bring in Sean Payton, great head coach, right? You think it's all going to figure itself out, but it's not looking that way. So tough for the Broncos. The Chiefs look good, not great, but they're going to be okay. They're the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, But let's shift our attention briefly to the New York Giants, who are now 1-4 going into Week 6. They lost a tough one to Miami. I was down there to cover the game, an awesome experience, aside from the loss, of course. And Daniel Jones got hurt in the fourth quarter, a neck injury, and he will be out This week, uh, that was reported today, Brian Dable confirming it in a press conference. So without Daniel Jones, who already hasn't looked great this season with no pass protection up front, uh, the Giants will be starting Tyrod Taylor and have reportedly signed Carson Wentz to their practice squad as another quarterback. So that's another possibility if uh, Taylor gets hurt. But really what I'm trying to say is the Giants are going to be without their starting quarterback. Uh, Their offensive line is a mess. They're one and four. Uh, they have a young secondary, their pass rush has not been getting to the quarterback as much as expected, and they're going to play a Buffalo Bills team that is more talented than them at just about every position, except maybe running back, and we don't even know if Saquon is going to play. He's questionable. So, I guess, do the Giants
2: have any shot this weekend? I'm going to go with that. It would take a miracle for this team to even have a shot at winning. The Bills would have to completely forget how to play football. Because even if the Bills ran a backup quarterback out there and started playing their bench guys, I mean, this Giants offensive line, it doesn't matter who's back there. If Patrick Mahomes is back there, this team isn't going to move the ball down the field and they're not going to score. Your offensive line is backups, backups. You know, you got Jalen Thomas back there, who they just signed off the practice squad last week. I mean, he's not at center and he's starting at center or could be starting at center this week, but... It's like a CVS receipt of an injury list. It's yeah, seriously. It's not really like when you went into the last week's game. It was like, all right, you know, there's some guys that you look forward to watching every week. You got your rookies, Deontay Banks, Trey Hawkins, and then you've got exciting guys like Aziz Ojulari and Kayvon Thibodeau. But now, you no know Aziz Ojulari hurt again. Like mm-hmm. always, he seems like he's mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. since his rookie year. Just every year, it's oh, constant new injury that he's struggling with. So I mean, this team, it's gonna take a lot for them to even, I think, be competitive they're like i think what 15 point underdogs yeah it's up to 15 and yeah. you still don't know if you're going to have Darren Waller Saquon Barkley might not play Wando Robinson i believe is out already so you're not not a lot of offensive weapons and a defense that's looked better lately but going against this Bills offense Stefan Diggs just you don't uh, there's no I don't, have no I don't see them winning i have no chance no belief in them winning
0: i say it's a 0% chance the Giants come back with two wins i think it's going to be another loss in their books, which is really upsetting. Their injuries, as we've already discussed, are extensive and it's just awful for the Giants. The Bills are also struggling with an injury right now. Matt Milano injured his leg last week against the Panthers. He's on defense. The Giants have no offense to, like, you know, (laughs) have anything to fight back. So I think they'll be okay with their injuries for this week. But I'm excited to see Taylor play. He's not the worst option to have you know he's 11 for 15 passes he, he looks okay yeah, yeah he has 92 passing yards as a backup quarterback like I'm kind of excited to see how he does like in this it's gonna be a really competitive environment I'm I think it'll be bad but I'm excited to see how he goes
2: yeah I think Tyrod Taylor is gonna lead us to the promised land of Caleb Williams <laughs> <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna lead the tank all the, all the way home yeah
1: you know it's, it's a Sunday night game too and that's oh. a, a big complaint a lot of fans are having this year is that Giants have a great season last year they come out with the schedule this year and the Giants have all these primetime games and nobody wants Not to see living them. Play. Up to the
2: hype. I also would like this team or this game to be moved off of prime time. just yeah, as a fan. Wouldn't mind it being at one o'clock. Get it over with <laughs> yeah. at one o'clock. Maybe play it on a Wednesday at like twelve at twelve in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Just get it out of the way. Seriously. Yeah, and it's
1: it's funny, the Giants' first one o'clock Sunday game was last week because in week one, they were Sunday night against Dallas. Week two, they were out in Arizona. So that's a four o'clock start in the East Coast. Week three, they're Thursday night, San Francisco, obviously a night game. And then week four, uh, they played Monday night against Seattle. Like, mm-hmm. that's four straight. I mean, I guess the Arizona game was four o five, 05, so technically not the 4 20. But, like, we're so used to seeing the Giants play at one o'clock yeah. on Sunday, mm-hmm. and they just don't know how to play with primetime. then finally, they get the one o'clock game, but it's at of all teams, the Miami Dolphins, you're not going to have any chance there. So mm-hmm. you lose that, and now you're going up to Buffalo uh, Sunday night football. So tough, tough uh, stretch coming up for the Giants. I don't really think they have much of a chance. and I, uh, It's going to be a tough game to watch, that's, that's for sure. And um, I wish them luck, but luck is all, I mean, that's all they, they got. That's all, <laughs> all you can hope for. <laughs> they, that's all you can hope for. Let's uh, shift gears here to the Jets. And they're kind of in a different situation here. Obviously, we talked about... The loss of Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson's coming to play here, and he looked horrible at first, but he has improved the past couple of weeks uh, looking okay. And uh, against the Broncos, they did get a win, which was which was good for them. I mean, the Broncos, we now think, might be the worst team in the league. They're up there with the Bears, and they had a nice little shootout as well. So, every you know, the race for t- Caleb Williams is on. Um, but the Jets are hosting the Eagles this week at 425, and the Eagles, one of two undefeated teams remaining, the other being San Francisco, uh, the Jets fans, you know, they'll come out. It'll be it'll be a great atmosphere. Um, but Philly is 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 a different beast. Um, how do you, how do you think this one goes?
2: I mean, I don't think I, when you look at the Giants game, you're looking at that game as you're gonna uncompetitive. But yes. when you, I don't think you can look at this Jets team because of the defense that they have. Is that many of their games are gonna be uncompetitive? I think with average quarterback play, which they've been getting lately from Zach Wilson, they're going to be able to hang with these teams. Not necessarily yeah. win. They have a but, much better chance. Yeah, the much Giants better chance would. than the yes. Giants would. Their O line also losing Elijah Vera Tucker. Yep, they're, it takes another hit. They're riddled with injuries also. But if they can have average QB play, I think they can hang with the Eagles. Eagles five and zero, but haven't looked great this season. Had had that, haven't really played anyone, have they? No, they had that know. really close game with the Commanders, and Commander's also not a world beater. Like no. you haven't played anyone super good. So I think the Jets can keep this one close, have a really good defense. Eagles offense has like the has been struggling lately, got a lot of arguments between Hertz and AJ Brown. So I think if the defense keeps them this game, I think the Jets could steal one at home. Maybe it's a little Zach Wilson breakout game. Yeah. Maybe we get that. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to disagree with you. I think the Jets are going to lose. These two teams have faced each other 12 times, and the Eagles have won every single time. And then on top of that awful stat, the Jets' offense is like, as like Zach Wilson's finally waking up. But the only offense that the Jets have other than Wilson is Brees Hall, who has no chance against the Eagles' number one ranked rush defense. Mm. Yeah. And The Eagles are just a more powerful team, in my opinion. Like we saw last year and the year before, like they can know how to continue a good run week 5 they had a third down conversion rate of 72%, which is the best in the oh league. My gosh. Like there's no beating that.
1: Yeah, there's no scarier stat for a defense than you got them to third down, let's stop them one more time in the fact that that's when they convert the most. Mm-hmm. So so frustrating at, at you know as a fan to watch that um but also if you're on the New York Jets, I see this as a season defining game. I really do. The Jets are at 2 and 3 and a win off, a win over a team like the Eagles would be great for them no matter what, but to improve to 3 and 3 uh, at this point in the season would would be huge. You know, Falling to two and forward make things a lot more difficult, obviously. Uh, but I do think having a home game right here, coming off a win to get some sort of momentum going, I think they have a better chance than the Giants would. I'm still going to pick Philadelphia in this game, don't get me wrong. Um, but I'm hoping for a competitive game, I really am. So, talked about the Giants, talked about the Jets. It's not looking great for either team, but I think we can kind of move ahead and finally make our picks for this upcoming week. And there there are a lot of good games. We have another London game. So I think we'll go in chronological order here. We do have the Ravens taking on the Titans. 930 A.M. Eastern over in London. It's so about 2 30 in the afternoon over there.
2: Uh Ravens, Titans. What do you got? Uh I'm gonna go with the Ravens for this one, just because it's the Ravens, but I would not be shocked if the Titans they a couple weeks ago they blew out the Bengals. Uh, that was an embarrassing game. I believe it was 32-3. to Titans won, so I'm going to go with the Ravens, even though they have covered, they have so many injuries, but I think they're on upset watch.
0: I'm going to go Ravens as well. I have a score of 2018. The Titans are struggling with scoring touchdowns in red zones, and they only make them 35% of the t- time, which is tied for worse in the league with the Texans, and the Ravens' red zone defense is just incredible. They only give up touchdowns 25% of the time, so those are just going to work together magically and let the Ravens get on top.
1: Yeah, I'll I, I, I uh, hmm. I'll take the Ravens in this game. I do think that Lamar Jackson is going to have a great game. Uh, I like what they've been doing. And Tennessee, just frankly, they don't look very good. I think Baltimore gets the win here in London. Third straight London game, too. I mean, these used to be sort of like a unique, like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, they're mm-hmm. once er- a year. early football. I mean, it's like every week now, so. I think after this, there's a break, and then I think in November, there's a couple Germany games. Players
2: aren't too happy about it, too. I wouldn't be. The the turf, too. The The, turf, time difference.
1: Yes, the turf at the Tottenham Stadium that they're playing at, I think. is (laughs) It's the concrete. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. Not favorite. Maybe it's good for soccer, but not for football. So, uh, Should be a good game, though. I don't know if I'm going to get up and watch it, though. Uh, (laughs) Panthers-Dolphins, 1 o'clock. This is... uh, do we even need to talk about this? Dolphins are going to win big.
0: Yeah, the Panthers have the worst expected points allowed when defending a run, yeah. and the Dolphins are in second in expected points allowed per rush. I mean, just, so yeah,
2: there you go. Panthers are looking at zero and six, and they don't have their own first round pick. I mean, I Panthers, like, what, do, what do you have to look forward to? I think if, like Bears. Oh. I mean, Bears are looking at another first round, yeah. first first overall pick, and who knows if they'll need a quarterback, but they might. Hey, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to him. Uh, yes, after what I've
1: seen from the Dolphins and what I've seen from the Panthers, the Dolphins will blow them out. I don't know if they're going to get 70, uh, but they'll, they'll score a lot. Let's I thought say, they, were I gonna, they could come close. They could come <laughs> close. Uh, they might actually put in their uh, their bench guys in the fourth quarter, yeah. You know, not run up the score. Saints-Texans, uh, another 1 o'clock game. Texans are hosting. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I would say, has looked like the best rookie quarterback. I, I, Anthony Richardson's been good, but he's been hurt. Uh Stroud has looked confident. He's made some good throws. And the Saints honestly have been okay uh with Derek Carr under center. I'm leaning towards the Texans
2: here at home, but what do you guys think? I'm gonna go with the Texans. I've i really liked what I saw from CJ Stroud. Like I think he's definitely the best quarterback in this draft class because of the injuries to Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson's such an exciting player to watch, but he's he got he's gonna have to learn yeah. how to stay healthy. <laughs> Seriously. But I like the Texans at home with this one. They've they've been upsetting teams all year. C.J. Strouds looked good, and the Saints team is just kind of disappointing. You look at the weapons they have and Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and three and two. I feel like they could be better. Should have had that win versus the Packers. Blew oh, the game in the yeah, second half. So I don't I don't really trust them on the road in Houston. I'm going with the Texans.
0: I also have Texans. Their defense is just so much stronger than the Saints is, and their O line's also improving so much this season. Like. Texans are really getting it.
1: Okay, so we're all on the Texans, so they're probably going to lose then. (laughs) Um, All right, up next, we have the Commanders visiting the Falcons. Falcons are two and a half point
2: favorites. What do we got here? I'm going with... This is a hard one because I like... I don't like the Commanders, but I like B. John Robinson on my fantasy team, so I'm going to ride with the Falcons. I think if they started Taylor Heineke, they'd be a much better team because I'm not a big believer in Desmond Ritter, but (laughs) I think this Falcons team... Is I think they're a good team, not a great team. Commanders coming off that blowout loss to the Bears. I don't know how, how con- they've had a lot of time to think about it, but going into Atlanta, Atlanta's juice going into this season. got B. John Robinson, got a big couple big wins, so I'm going with the Falcons.
0: I'm going Falcons too. Um, their defense has been good, and the Commanders' defense has not been good, to put it simply. The Falcons' defensive third-down success is ranked fifth in the league with 32% third-down conversions. And then Commanders this season only picked up 22 first downs on 60 third down attempts. So it's just not good for the Commanders.
1: Yeah, there you go. Great stats as well, because I think the Commanders are a lot worse than people initially thought, right? They started the season in great shape. They went 2-0, and and then they had a reality check against the Bills, but then played a great game against the Eagles, right? They lost in overtime, 34-31, to but he
2: got blown up by the bears last week like second most sacks <laughs> given up in the NFL too that's insane to the giants but... well yeah <laughs> i mean who yeah. you, you, I mean, not, you, can't you didn't need to tell me
1: i mean i, I think anybody could have guessed yeah. that <laughs> um i'm going to yeah i'm going to go with the falcons here i think i honestly think actually we'll get to the buccaneers later cuz i was going to say like the falcons could win the NFC south but the buccaneers are doing so well i'm kind of forgot about them they were on a bye last week but we'll get to them Up next, uh, we have uh, Seahawks visiting the Bengals. The
2: Bengals are three-point favorites here. Three-point favorites? That's a surprise. Um, I'm not sure T. Higgins, I know, was questionable coming to this game with the rib injury I believe he missed last week. Bengals at home. Bengals have been so disappointing this year. Thought they were going to come in as a Super Bowl contender. Started 1-3, got a win last week. Joe Burrow getting healthier. I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this one. They look good. They're coming off the bye, and I think they shocked the Bengals.
0: I'm going Bengals. As you said, Burrow was healing. He's getting a lot better. He did not have any issue scoring 34 points last week. And Jamar Chase has also just been incredible on offense. Like, all the pieces are working for the Bengals right now.
1: I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. You know, two weeks ago when they lost to the Titans 27-3, Jamar Chase had that interview in the locker room where he was like, I'm always open, I'm always open, I'm not getting the ball. And then last week he had the game of his life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that... So, I, yeah, some people yeah, felt, felt that in other ways. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, three touchdowns. Like, insane. I think you, you mentioned before they're Super Bowl contenders before the season. I mm-hmm. think in their mind they still are. They were 1-3. They're now 2-3. They look at their schedule. They see this as a must-win game because if they don't win against this uh, Seattle Seahawks team, they have to go at San Francisco next week. Actually, they have a bye. And then after that, they go at San Francisco, and then they host Buffalo. So, two of the best teams in the league. So, if they lose this week and they fall to two and four, they could very easily spiral to two and six with losses against two of the best teams. And I also think this, they have their bye after this week. Get a win, go into your bye three and three, figure some things out. I'm taking the Bengals just because they under, hopefully they'll understand the stakes of this game. All right, Colts Jaguars. Uh, a matchup that a couple years ago I don't think anyone would have cared about, but I think there are some interesting dynamics on both these teams. Anthony Richardson not playing, he's been hurt. Gardner Minshew coming in for the Colts. And for the Jaguars, again, they were a playoff team last year. They've looked good this year uh, at times. Travis Etienne on the ground has been a monster, and Trevor Lawrence through the air has looked okay. Uh, so the Jaguars are hosting, their four and they're four-and-a-half-point
2: favorites. Yeah, the, the battle of the, the NFC or AFC South, I think definitely the most mid-division in the entire sport. Uh-huh. Well, a couple of four teams that are never like really that good, but Minshew Mania... Coming off a big win, he's been really good lately. Jags, even though they have three and two, I think they need to incorporate Calvin Ridley more. I think they've been yeah, a little he disappointing. So good in week one, and yeah. then he just and disappeared. Then they haven't been throwing him the ball, so I think if the Jags want to make a run for it, they're gonna to have to incorporate all their weapons on offense. But big game from Travis Etienne. But coming from London last week, I think they're, they're going to be a little have a little layover. I'm going with the Colts. Hmm.
0: I'm going with the Jaguars. The Colts they have Jonathan Taylor, who's great at rushing but the Jaguars' defense is amazing at stopping the run. Like, just incredible. They've only allowed about 81 yards per game this season, which is not that much at all.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, who's finally back last week and who I drafted late in my fantasy thinking he'd be my secret weapon, and he didn't do so well last week. But I think that with a full week of practice under his belt and finally being back with the team, I think he'll definitely be a large contributor. With that being said, I am on the Jaguars. I think that even though they were away for two weeks in London, I think having a home game, the fans will come out. It's been a little while. The players will be excited. And I think Anthony Richardson is such a good quarterback for the Colts. And without him, I know Minshew Mania exists. And at times, he can be a monster. But I just think that having Min- Minshew play the whole game, I just don't see them winning against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll take the Jags at home. Up next, we're going to talk about the Vikings and the Bears. Two 1-4 teams. No one expected the Vikings to be 1-4. I think everyone expected the Bears to be 1-4. Nonetheless, the Vikings are at the Bears, and the Vikings are three-point favorites.
2: This game is, ah, no Justin Jefferson. He just went on IR this week. So mm-hmm. this is a big game for the Vikings because if you fall to 1-5, I really think you have to look at trading Kirk Cousins. Even now, I think you have to look at trading Kirk Cousins because it's looking like a lost season for the Vikings. Bears looked good last week against the Commanders. Our offense looked like a real NFL offense. Justin Fields... Shocking. Threw the ball to their best weapon, DJ Moore. I, I know that sounds shocking, but throwing to your best receiver works yeah, What sometimes. an idea, right? Bears Bears finally learned how to play football. Vikings, uh, no, their best weapon, not there. Team has looked awful this year, and I feel like they're going about to spiral out of control. I'm going with the Bears.
0: I'm also going with the Bears. DJ Moore, like, just amazing. You know, he was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He's going to be on a high horse yeah. this week. Oh, yeah. Justin Fields has also thrown for 617 yards in the past two games, which is fourth in the NFL. And, you know, the Bears are just going to be passing like crazy this week. And the Vikings are not, because without Jefferson, they're not going to be able to pass the ball at all.
1: I like the Bears as well. And like you said, with no Justin Jefferson, and that's Kirk Cousins' favorite target, that's who he's able to, as we've seen, you know, he's out in there somewhere. Let's just throw the ball. I mean, we saw that last year a bunch. So without him... And also the Bears, they're 1-4, right? They got their first win at Washington last week. And I think for Bears fans, they've been looking for a reason to go to the stadium. They're hosting, right? This is like, all right, maybe we have something to root for. So I think the Bears fans will come out in large numbers. And I also think that with, uh, you guys mentioned it, DJ Moore. Like, I think we they kinda, they're building something there. I figuring think, it out. I think they're figuring it out. I like the Bears to win that game. After that, we have the 49ers visiting the Browns. And the 49ers on the road,
2: they are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, uh, no Deshaun Watson this week out uh, again. But if I really feel like this could be an upset. But I'm going to go with the 49ers. But this seems like a, a trap game for them in Cleveland. Um, but 49ers, obviously, best team in football. I I didn't think they were going to lose a game this year. But I would not be shocked if the, if the Browns did upset them. But
0: 49ers. 49ers as well. You know, the Niners have the second best offense in the league right now. They have also scored at least 30 points in eight straight games. And the Browns have only scored that much in week three. Like their scores have not been that high. It's just not likely for the Browns to win.
1: Look at your calendar now. Circle December 3rd. That's when the Niners play the Eagles. I think that might be the only chance the Niners lose a game this whole season because of how dominant they are. Could be a potential trap game, but I really don't think so. They dominated Dallas. Brock Purdy is the real deal. I think San Francisco will win comfortably. Christian McCaffrey will have another big game. He'll score a touchdown because he does that every week. week. He does that every week. It's a guarantee. And uh, the Niners look like the most unstoppable team in football. And that's why I say circle December 3rd because that game is basically going to be the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl. I know they're both in the NFC, but you know what I'm trying to say. Best two teams playing. Uh, So I'll take San Francisco in that game. Moving ahead to the later slate um a game that i hope nobody has to watch it is the patriots going oh. at the raiders oh man yeah. that's a rough one uh vegas is getting Well, it's funny cuz this is vegas makes the lines and the las vegas raiders are getting they're they're minus 3 they're favored by 3 at home against the patriots
2: uh that game is just hopefully that's not the game i get on my cable so raiders jimmy g versus mac jones mac jones has looked like not, not an NFL quarterback. I don't know if it's just the the way the Patriots' offense is run is not built for him, but I think they're going to be up there with one of the worst teams in the league, which is shocking to say about the Patriots after 20 years of dominance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders also every single week it seems like Josh McDaniels is intentionally trying to lose games with his fourth quarter decision making, mm-hmm. but I think the Patriots are just so bad. So I'm going to take the Raiders. Just I think they're the better worst team.
0: I'm taking the Raiders as well. You know, the Pats have only scored 3 points in their last 2 games. They got shut out their last game, like insane. And the Raiders defense has only given up 13 points in their last 6 quarters. Not saying that it's a powerful defense, but it's good enough to beat the Pats.
1: I'm going to go with the Patriots Ooh. actually. I know, interesting pick. I I never thought I'd say a Bill Belichick team is 1 in 4, and I definitely don't think I could say a Bill Belichick team is 1 in 5. I think this is a revenge game for the Patriots. Remember what happened last year when they had the game in the bag, or at least it was tied, and Jacoby Myers threw a lateral pass the wrong way, and basically it turned into a touchdown for the Raiders, something that you just don't do as a football player. You don't, especially when the game is tied. And when you're losing, you can take those risks. But I think revenge game for the Patriots, it was at the Raiders last year when it happened. I don't know. I just feel like Belichick... He's getting up there in age, but he's supposedly one of, if not the greatest coach of all time, right? So I don't know. I feel like it's hard to Pulled see all together. Yeah, I idea? think the, I'm not saying it's going to be pretty, but I'll I'll take the Pats in this one. All right, we have three more four o'clock games, and then we got the two Sunday night and Monday night games. So almost done here. The Four twenty-five slate here is actually pretty good. We have the Lions going at the Bucks. The Bucks are three and one. The Lions are four and one. So the Bucks coming off a bye week. Uh, Detroit's favored by three, even though it's at Tampa.
2: Bucks only lost this year was to the Eagles, and it was not a, not a close game. But coming off the bye, um, Mike Evans is playing this week after being questionable with a hamstring injury. And this, I think, this is a big game to see who the Buccaneers really are. Lions, not a super competitive, I mean, a, a contending team, but not at the 49ers and Eagles level. Yeah. So I think this is a good place to see how the Bucks are, and I'm going to take the Buccaneers.
0: I'm going with the Lions. The Lions offense has been averaging 29 points per game, and the Buccaneers have not had a game where they have scored 29 or above this season. So I just yeah. don't see it possible.
1: Numbers <laughs> don't lie. I'm going to go with the Lions as well. I think the Lions are just having such a great season, and the Bucs are definitely doing a bit better than people thought. But Baker Mayfield at quarterback, just he's not Tom Brady. And I think that uh, the Lions, I mean, they're going to start running away with this North, NFC North division pretty soon, a win uh, this weekend would we put them at 5-1, and one, which would give them a really comfortable lead over second place. I mean, right now, to, uh, Green Bay at 2-3 and three is in second place. So, Lions get a win. That division is, is basically theirs to lose at that point. And I think the Jared Goff has looked good. The Lions' defenses look good. Amon Ross St. Brown has looked great. Lions have so many different weapons. Dan Campbell, he's a great coach. I'll take the Lions. We have Cardinals at Rams as well in the later slate. And the Rams are favored by 7
2: I'm going to go with the Rams. Cardinals have been putting up a fight all year, but still just kind of haven't been able to pull through and get those wins. They keep every game close, but Rams, Cooper Cup back. Just, I think I'm going Rams.
0: I'm going Rams too. The Cardinals are missing James Conner this week, and they don't have any other running backs who have more than 48 rushing yards. Like, oh that's just <laughs> a painful thing to hear.
1: Yeah, not looking good for the Cardinals. I will admit they've been competitive in all their games. They probably should have beat the Giants for being honest. Um, Glad they didn't, but I'm gonna go with the Rams. Yeah, I think having Cooper cup back and I think home games, I know that everyone always loves to joke about the home games for the LA teams are rarely actual yeah, home, home games game. because of the way the the fan bases operate, right? You know, these teams just showed up in LA a couple years ago. I know the Rams were there historically. But the Chargers, why did they move there? That's a San, Their yeah. whole fan base is in San Diego, right?
2: A great fan base. In yeah, San Diego a great fan base, right? I mean, that's
1: a makeable drive, but, I mean, it's kind of far to, like, to do mm-hmm. every week. So um, basically what I'm trying to say is that even if the Rams don't have that whole home support, I think the players on the field are much better. I'll take the Rams at home. Um, and then we have the home game. We kind of talked about this earlier, Eagles at Jets. I know we kind of gave our picks, but, you know, let's do that once more.
2: I'm going to switch up. I'm going with Jets. I think they upset the Eagles. Oh, okay. <laughs> First loss of the season for the Eagles. All right, all right.
0: I'm going to go Eagles. Just obvious facts. I'll
1: go, uh, I'll take the Eagles to win me. You know what? I'll take um, the Jets to cover the spread. All right, they're six point underdogs. I'll say they'll lose by a field goal. They'll keep it close. Yeah, fair enough. They'll keep it close. All right, now for the Sunday night game, which, again, we also discussed, but we'll make this quick. Giants at Bills. Bills. 20. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yes, you're not wrong. But I was going to say, it's funny, the Bills, we think of them as a Super Bowl contender, they are. They're only 3-2, and two, and <laughs> they're still favored by 15 points, as yeah. they should be. But just funny to look at it like that. Going with Bills by a million. Yeah.
0: Bills, at least 30 points. Giants, maybe 10.
1: I was, that was going to be my next question. Are we predicting over under for Giants points? Let's say 10. Are they going to score more or less than 10? I'll say less. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yikes. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> and finally, Monday Night Football. Well, who would have guessed it? The Cowboys are on primetime again, and they're going at the Chargers. So that whole stadium's going to be full of Cowboy fans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is a two-point favorite.
2: I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, Dallas looked bad last week. Dak's throwing interceptions again. Justin Herbert, really good. Going with Chargers.
0: I'm going Chargers, too. They just score more touchdowns than the Cowboys. The Cowboys tend to go, go field goals this season. And the Cowboys have also had their three wins against teams who are really bad. Those Mm -hmm. teams combined have a 4-11 record, which is not saying much about how great the Cowboys are. And their two losses, which were on the road, were like huge blowouts. So them on the road's not a good mixture.
1: Yeah, I I agree 100%. I'm going to go with the Chargers. They're coming off a bye. They have so many awesome weapons that they can take advantage of. I mean, talk about Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert, look, selfishly, I have a couple of those guys in fantasy, so I'm rooting for him, and then we're all Giants fans, right? We don't want the Cowboys to win. No. Um, it'd be nice. Cowboys, if they lose, they'll fall to 3-3. Three and three. They'll be at 500, so that would be very interesting, and the Chargers would, would improve to 3-2. and two. And that'll wrap up the Week 6 slate. A lot of great games coming up this weekend. I'd say, for me, the one I'm most excited for when I'm looking at this slate. I know this is a weird pick, but that Vikings-Bears game is going to be very close. I think that could be a fun game to watch. Wish we could talk football all day, but that's going to do it for us here on NFL Friday. Our producer behind the glass, that's Brett Tulip. For Lauren Mondaruli and Owen Kelty, this is Bridge Gotham saying so long. Enjoy your week of football. WFUV, not WFUV Sports. NFL Friday is a production of WFUV Sports. Have a great day, everybody.